Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Samuel Singer, and today I have the great pleasure of having Joshua with me. Joshua is from North Carolina, he's 25. He has a dual diagnosis of schizophrenia and disassociative identity disorder. So welcome, Joshua. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right today, my friend. The day is still young. Yeah. So I've had my coffee, I've seen the dogs. Things are going all right today, my man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, just enjoying. I got a day off from work today, just enjoying, right. relaxing. Um, I'll probably go out for a walk later, you know, just walk walk out. You know, walk in get the, out in nature. Get yeah, nature, nature exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, get you out in nature, get you the energies rocking. It's all good, man. I like that. I like, I like taking walks. That's why I have eight dogs, personally. Eight. That way I have no excuse to stay inside all day. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I gotta go. I'm, 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 I'm going to be getting a dog as well. Um, uh, they're awesome, man. I personally, I have a Labrador and a Great Dane. And then the greater family, we have uh, four golden retrievers, a boxer, and uh, a two long-haired chihuahuas. So we got our hands full. Yeah. Yeah. It's something which I'm planning to do. I'm, I'm, when I get my car... I will. I'll probably be able to do it then because then I'll be able to transport the dog safely when I need to. Yeah. Um, well, you're in the UK. I, I imagine the the animal culture is different over there, aren't you? They they're pet lovers in the UK. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. Well, I imagine like the the culture around them is different. Like in America, like it it, it it. I live in the South, right? So it ain't too uncommon to see somebody walking them off the leash just down the street with a bag in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine y'all are a little bit more refined over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I suppose so. Maybe, yeah. Where where <laughs> I live, you get a lot of dog walkers, but actually they're off the leash a lot of the time uh, because it's quite natural where I am. So you do get people walking on the beach with, you know, just letting the dog run free. Um, yeah, we just got them in the neighborhood. Like they they just they just open the front door, and go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the South is kind of wild, man. We do things different down here. <laughs> yeah, well, that that freedom sounds good to me. You know, I'm uh, all for it, that. It, it, it has its perks and it has its disadvantages. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta yeah. be you gotta be worried everywhere you go because people uh-huh. are wild. But, <laughs> but you get okay. away with it. Okay, Joshua, let's start. So I'm gonna ask the first question. Um, I want you to give me a history of your mental health journey. Um. You know, you can go back because obviously sometimes the symptoms start when we're very young and we're not even aware of it. So you can start when you feel comfortable, you know, what age, what you feel comfortable with and sort of bring us up to the present day. And, you know, if there's any parts which sort of think I want more information, I'll, I'll just pipe in and ask a question or something. Um, you know, this is where... Me and Joshua are planning to have two episodes, um, and the second episode, um, Joshua's also going to showcase uh, something that he's produced. Um, so yeah, so let's start. Let's start, Joshua. Talk about your general history. Okay, um, so I suffer from the, the full gambit. So I get visual, tactile, as well as auditory hallucinations. Um, and they all came in different waves. So I started getting visual hallucinations when I was young. I was six years old. We just moved into our new house and I was, I took a nap in the basement. 
And when I woke up, there were children, like shadow children, like running around me in circles around the room. Um, those children persisted until my, my preteen years, and then they kind of consolidated into one large form. Uh, and he, he named himself Ziggy. I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from. Oh, Joshua, did yes, sir. you tell your parents about this? Uh, no, actually. That's that's a, a huge part of my personality. So I, uh, I ha- th- that avoidant personality type, that's me to a T. My hero is uh, a man named Neil Cassidy. He's a beat yeah. poet who is also a schizophrenic who made it his, his life's mission, pursuit, or whatever, to run from it as much as possible. So he he's actually, uh, if you've ever read On the Road by Jack Kerouac, Neil Cassidy is the real person that the character Dean Moriarty is based off of yeah. because it's Jack Kerouac's stories about his life on the road. Um, so I read that book young, and I, I fell in love with uh, uh, Neil Cassidy's, and it just kind of is who I am now. Um, I run from things, uh, and I ran from this for a really long time. and I didn't, I didn't start my mental health journey until this year. Actually, when I was yeah. when I turned 25, it became I was past the point of no return. I couldn't explain it away any further. And so I decided to finally pursue help. I was soft diagnosed at 18, um, but I didn't tell anybody anything until this year. So in 18, were you medicated or anything? Uh, no, actually. So I had I suffered a, uh, a psychotic episode. I was living in a in a two bedroom townhouse with a friend of mine. And there was one day in particular, don't remember what was going on, don't remember what had happened, um, wasn't particularly high, you know what I mean? Uh, I completely blacked out, found sidewalk chalk somewhere, because I didn't personally own sidewalk chalk, and I wrote, please help me on the sidewalk. I was, I, I, and then after that, I was like, okay, well, I should probably go get help. I went, they told me I could possibly be schizophrenic, and it scared, I, I don't know if I can swear here, but it scared me. Uh, so I ran. Um, I ran away from medication and help. I didn't, I haven't even paid him yet for the initial diagnosis. I haven't even paid. That's a seven year old doctor's bill. I own $50 still. Um, and then a bunch of stuff happened this year. I suffered another psychotic break and then I just couldn't, or not really a psychotic break, more so a lapse. I, I regressed toward the condition and the poison had reached my lips. Um, and I couldn't explain it away any further. You know what I mean? This wasn't just, this couldn't just stay something mysterious that was wrong with me that I was kind of hinted at. It needed a name and it has two. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, I struggle with disassociation and uh, I always have really. So I've always kind of ascribed these feelings were somebody else's and they were being put there, you know? Did you have any um, traumatic experiences when you were younger? That could, that could have triggered this. I mean, I, I don't really think it was onset by one particular trauma. Yes, I, I can point back to certain traumas in my childhood, but I don't particularly want to dredge those stories up. Um, but the, as I've looked back with my therapist, there wasn't one specific trauma. Like, my parents hadn't gotten their divorce yet. You know what I mean? Like, so we had just moved house. Like that was the crazy, like I, like, um, the wildest thing that had happened at that point in my life was I I had a buddy named Scott, his, his father had passed away of a suicide overdose or an overdose committed suicide, passed away for suicide overdose. He committed suicide by an overdose. And then the same week, uh, their house got carpet bombed, like 
people in the neighborhood like burn their house down with like napalm and shit. Um, so then they moved. And that was the most traumatic thing that had happened to me. Nothing had happened to me. Something had happened to my friend and I had to like register it. But like, nah, like that, that, it wasn't really set on by a, um, by one particular trauma. It was really just, <laughs> I'm just kind of built this way, man. I got friends mm-hmm. behind my eyes and it's always been this way. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I've, I've looked for the specific and it gets worse when there are external stressors. Like when my father, my father had a heart attack a couple years back. Um, it got real bad around then. You know what I mean? I still got stuff I got to apologize to family for, for how I behaved then. You know, so, but you know, I think visual hallucinations are quite rare. I've had them occasionally, but not, it's not been a constant thing for me. So, you know, for me personally, it's difficult for me to imagine um, so why didn't you give a more in-depth explanation of these hallucinations? And why, why have you considered that they could be ghosts? Did you consider they could be ghosts? Or... I did consider it could be ghosts, and then they started to touch me. Um, I considered that they were ghosts until I was in high school and one had sex with me. Um, yeah, that's a real story. Uh, I, I woke up at like three in the morning to... A shadow figure fucking me um yeah it was wild and it, it, it's like i developed a sex aversion that persists to this day like i don't mm. pursue sex with people unless i absolutely trust them and not everyone gets that kind of not everyone gets that from me um mm. like nah it's it's I, I i ruled out that it was ghosts when nobody else could register them you know because everybody wants to believe in ghosts Nobody wants to see demons in their head. Nobody mm. wants to hear voices in their head. You know what I mean? So mm. when people were actively denying the ghost, that's when I knew it was me. And that happened sometime in... Fuck, I think it happened in middle school. Because my auditory hallucination started around the time I started getting into girls. I would hear like a, a Call of Duty flashbang sound um, for like seconds, like 45, 50 seconds at a time. Um, that's when the voices started to kick up, my insecurities get preyed upon. Um, and then of course the children morphed into, into Ziggy, who's like a eight foot tall black dude. Like, and when I, I don't mean African-American, I mean like he's a shadow figure, um, with, with like flame red hair. And he just kind of follows me around and stares at me at times. He's like a sleep paralysis demon that comes around when I'm awake. <laughs> it's kind of, so do, do you believe you're manifesting these hallucinations yourself is that is that what you feel your explanation is or do you have another explanation well i have a few survival tactics i've informed myself of so like i always try to gamify them like like i'll I'll essentially take my delusional thought process and then i'll wrap it around a real subject so as to cope with it so I am a am a am a, a of an alien species, and th- these are actually my ancestors transmitting things to me. And or like, I am from some astral plane, and people are communicating to me. Like my ancestors are manifesting strangely, or I'm just one of the damned. Like it's, you know, it's- you know. I mean, okay. I think what we go through with this condition is a lot of unexplainable activity. Um, because I asked about trauma because I believe trauma affected me 
Um, but I also feel there is a predisposition. So some of us are more likely to develop schizophrenia than other people. And maybe there's a little trigger. Maybe something triggered you or may, maybe it didn't. And it, and it just happened. It just happened spontaneously. But I, I think I think we're predisposed. Yeah, so um, that, that's actually funny because my older brother was born autistic. Um, and from what I'm told by my psychiatrist, they're on a similar spectrum. So I believe myself to have the predisposition to it. That's why I don't, like, I've done every drug you can possibly name that is not heroin. Um, I've... I, I rode Greyhound buses for fun. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> there's a lot that could have set it off, but I feel as if, no, I was just always kind of this way. Um, like, it's not a drug-induced psychosis that I suffer. The drugs help me escape the psychosis. Um, Were you doing the drugs after the psychosis? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Way yeah. after. So I, I would already been... It, to, to my testament, I'd already been suffering from what I now know to be schizophrenia for five years before I'd ever touched weed. And then all I smoked was weed for six years. And then and then I got into the real shit when I grew up and I got out of high school. Um, and I took to that like a fish to water, brother. I'll tell you what, methamphetamine cures whatever the fuck this is. I don't know why. There's something about the, the Nazi super soldier chemical that makes my brain work. And that's very strange. It's very dissonant to know that my supposed cure is out there ruining people's lives. It's odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, man. Like it, I, I was, I feel as definitely predisposed to this and it just kind of gradually got worse and worse over time. Um, like, uh, and, and it's just kind of to the point, like I, I've been in a state of active psychosis for started in January. Um, Cause I had a, I had a buddy die. I had, like, I had a friend named Will, Yano Sierra. He was a cool dude, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he went out to California, got sober, came back, and then sadly fell back into the same patterns that he had left because he couldn't afford to go anywhere else. And then it ended up being the death of him, and it breaks my heart. It still breaks my heart. But he was in my car three days before he passed away. He, I was trying to get him. I was in welding school at the time. I was trying to get him to come with me, like, trying to help him get out of where he was, and he just couldn't make it. And it it fuck me up man like i ain't gonna lie and i'm still in that state of active psychosis like i can't go in public without my hand shaking i've got like a mauve uh, scarf like a real big like scarf that i wear over my head like i'm taz and like ecw from the 90s um yeah man it's uh yeah it's uh it's been tough coping coping with it all this year um but it's just it's gotten to the point where i can't deny it any further you you sound like a a free-spirited natural adventurous person thank but, you but also i would say maybe where you live it's okay but the world is a lot different to when you know the world is more regimented these days there's more authoritarian secrets um you know more conspiracies do you feel that do you feel that friction between like the world and oh, yeah. and and how you want to live it, yeah, it, it's it's terrifying because like it's crazy. That that's the question you asked because there's a lot going on in the world right now, right? And it almost feels as if the discourse that's happening 
amongst the general population is relative to what goes on within my own mind. Like mm-hmm. this, this has been a long stood delusion of mine to where it almost feels as if the volume of my brain dictates the volume of the room. Um, and in speaking with other schizophrenics, that isn't just mine. Mm-hmm. Um, things tend to react at the same time that I tend to react. Mm-hmm. Um, like in 2016, when things started getting really bad for me, Trump rode the escalator. Um, it's, it's very, it's very strange. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on uh, in the world that's terrifying. And there's a lot going on in my own mind that's, that's terrifying. And so I try to ignore it all and pursue a fun life anyway. Like life changes constantly. Life is always changing. Um, they, they told me that life was going to change after my diagnosis, and it's done change three times since. Uh, I, I've learned new barriers and new thresholds with which I can personally manage. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm literally on disability right now. I'm fully disabled because of my mental mm-hmm. illness, man. Um, it's it's kind of nuts. Um, but I feel as if I owe it to <clears throat> myself, I suppose, or to whomever is watching, I guess to try to live in spite because there's a lot of reason to just hide anymore. And I'm kind of sick of hiding, you know, like I, I I ran and hid from this condition for a long time and I've never voted in my adult life because I've never liked any candidate that's ran. Um, So I I suppose you could say I'm running from that too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's weird. I can, that's, that's what, you know, I can definitely see that, you know, when I watch the television, the news, it's, it's quite paranoid. It's quite conspiratorial. It's quite there's quite a lot of witch hunting going on, you know, going after particular folk um, quite viciously. There's a lot of that sexual. Um, there's a climate of fear with sexuality. You know, anybody does anything vaguely sexual, it's like a sexual assault. Um, yeah. You know, there's like the UFO comp- conspiracy. You know, do you know what I mean? And what message yeah. are the aliens? trying to give to us that the government does not want to, or the secret cabal in the government does not want us to know about, you know. And there's also a spiritual kind of um, shift that a lot of people are talking about where we're, we want to we wanna ascend to a, a higher level in, in this current time to get oh. away from... Uh, financial greed um, and uh, corporate uh, personalities. You know what I mean. We want we yeah. where we want to come back to nature, um, come back have some of the old values because of the technology revolution that has happened, where a lot of folk just hide behind their phones. You know, all that is going on. It isn't you know? that people are hiding behind their phones, my friend. It's that we're programmed to be on the phone. You see. Social media was the market's response to a generation that demanded to perform. We all want to be famous. We all want to be rich. We all want to be Paris Hilton. You know what I mean? So it gave us social media. We're constantly performing to each other all the time. You're speaking of a technological revolution. It's it's a more of a social revolution because now every single human being with a cell phone is a marketable property. Now every single human being is able to create their own platform and boost their own products and, and create their own revenue stream just solely from their own pocket. Um, I think that I think that's good though. I think I, I think, think it's that... great. I think it's great. But what comes yeah. with it is a lot of problems. Spiritually, the world is put at war. 
Because what it now means is that our very humanity is able to be profited from. And what that means is we're not able to look to the religions of the day that are constantly bastardized and profited from, and we're able to just simply reject them. Mm-hmm. We're able to just simply reject them. So spiritually, the, the, the world is at war because the, the religions of the day don't know what to do. I mean, look, go into Earthbound and tell me Buddhism is actually practiced in that store. It's not. It's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just simply not. Um, things are being bastardized and, and, and sold for profit, and it's to the point where people are being bastardized and sold for profit as well. You, you know, it's like... Um, so I was watching the film War Games... Uh, with Matthew Broderick last night. Um, and it was, it's an 80s film. Brilliant, brilliant film. Um, I've heard of it, never seen it, sir. Yeah, it's, and, and there was one point where they're talking about, you know, human decency, these values. Um, you know, in a war setting, they, they don't have these values. But I think these days, human decency values have gone out the window as well. You know, where where we just care about other people's feelings, um, and we respect that. You know, I think that's, that just doesn't happen anymore. You know, there's so yeah. much dysfunction. You see um, a lot of that in America, especially because what'll happen is people will state how they're feeling, and then people in America, because this is all I can speak to. The only culture I can speak to yeah. is American culture. People will take that as a challenge to their own lifestyle, and they'll respond negatively. Because America, whether you want to cut it this way or not, it is a demagoguery, and it was built in the 90s via the television. Um, we, we constantly profit off of tearing each other down and ripping each other apart. So when somebody tries to express themselves honestly or tell somebody, like, they're dealing with an issue and, you know what I mean, like, immediately it becomes, like, a, a point of contention because it isn't immediately easy. Um, the, the town that I live in... Uh, it was ranked 10th on the, the worst places in the country to date um, just because of these very reasons. Now, it's important to understand that everyone you're dealing with that seems to piss you off is another human being dealing with their own personal issues and they might be taking it out on you, whatever. But you stand, you make a good point. A lot of decency is going out the window. And a lot of that is because it isn't safe to be decent anymore. It isn't safe for a lot of girls to simply say no. You know what I mean? It just It, it just isn't because men aren't raised to accept that as an answer. Um, yeah. like the, the, there's a lot of, of decency that is going away because of people's behavior and there's a lot that's going away just because people are misunderstanding what's happening in the first place exactly because this conversation doesn't usually happen so you've got to go through that life experience to understand understand the behaviors which can seem confusing you know that's because why it's so that's why it's so sketchy to give the mic to my generation like we've been through some stuff like i have never met somebody my age who doesn't have some mental illness or some terrible trauma like we've all got something we've had to go through but we have the platform we have the microphone the whole Mm. the whole shit all social media is dictated toward us because we're the only ones who are on the phone really um so you give us the microphone and look at all the noise we make um and it it... I, i think that's a good thing i think um you know um I think content creation, getting your genuine thoughts across onto the internet is, is it, I believe, is a really good thing because that's what's making people heard and it's connecting people. So if they relate to what you're saying, that helps yeah. them, you know, and it yeah. gives them confidence to speak about it as well. 
Um, because I, I believe in, you know, honesty and personal growth. So if you can speak honestly, you have that courage to speak honestly, then you will grow and other folk will help you grow as well. It can be dangerous because people can take advantage of you, but that's just life, isn't it? You know, it's a... Yeah. I've learned that in particular this year, that if, if you take the time to stop and heal, if you like if you throw the energy that I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to get better, people are willing to meet you. Not yeah. everybody. Not everybody. And there's a lot of apologies that will just go unfor- you know, unforgiven. Um, but people are willing to come and meet you if you're willing to stop. Like if you're willing to get better, people are willing to to meet you halfway with it. Like I've I've learned that a lot this year. People who I didn't expect have met me halfway. Um just because I realized I had problems and I couldn't stop taking them out on people, so I just stopped talking to people. <laughs> like I really I, I, I've hit the shut the fuck up button for the past ten months. This is like my first public appearance, you know what I mean? Since then <laughs> what I'm going, I, I'm a nobody, but you know what I mean? Like I've just been no, hiding. No. You know? I mean we're, we're, all, we're all somebody, aren't we, really? In, I believe in spiritual sense, so that I, I believe we all have a spirit. We all are spirit. So we're all connected. That, kind, that, that kind of empowers each and every one of us. Um, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to talk about that now. But you're welcome to. <laughs> well, it's just it's just that also I believe in reincarnation. So. Not only have we, you know, most of us has probably lived on this planet before. We may have lived on other planets as well um, in past lives because, you know, maybe a lot of us mostly have just lived on the Earth. So we might have lived in the ancient ancient times. And, you know, so if we understand that part of us, that we are spirits, it really does empower us. You know, and not in a sense of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be bullying people. No, it's more about yeah, I can really believe in myself. You know, I can yeah, maybe I I fucked up a bit this lifetime, but everybody has because it's been such a weird lifetime. This lifetime's like one of the weirdest ones I've ever had. You know, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I think I, yes, sir. I, yeah. I think I think that's true, right? <laughs> It's just, it's just such a. It's, it, it's a, it's a very comforting concept. Um, yeah. Now, I, I've personally dabbled with the, the Buddhist faith quite a bit. I, I, I've read the, 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 what is it? Um, Dhammapada. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I, I have a flashcards of it in my car. I've read yeah. the actual scroll, but I have flashcards of it, and I couldn't yeah. remember. Um, and I got a little Buddha statue in my car. Um, but for some reason, reincarnation, it could, I could never really get with as a concept like i the idea that we're all spirit we're all connected we're all part of something larger we're all a shard of element broken off by the big bang Mm. it it, i love that part of it Mm. but to me it makes a lot more sense or it works better for my sensibility that you only get but one take um like that's what you're supposed to believe yeah you just get one shot yeah but that's what that's why when we're born we can't remember anything what happened to us before born because we're kind of like like uh, god or the higher spirits they want this lifetime to be authentic as possible so you're you're, you're supposed to believe this is your only shot at it gotcha. 
But you know grander, what I mean? grander wisdom is you're part yeah. of something larger. Just yeah. do something yeah. and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, they, they want you okay. to believe this is so then you, you really think, yeah, I've got to do you know what I mean? But I think that yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot actually. <laughs> I like that I've a done lot. a lot of reading about this sort of thing. Um It sounds like you have. It sounds like a yeah. something that you're very passionate about. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, my question to you, because you brought them up earlier, how much involvement do you think aliens have had in the in the human race? Like, do you think they've been here? Do you think we have their technology still? Do you think they are here currently? Like, you've just nodded to everything. I, I agree. <laughs> my kind of guy. <laughs> so I think um, I think aliens visited us thousands of years ago. They helped ancient civilizations um perhaps we were floundering and they wanted to give us i in many ways i think they wanted to give us a spiritual guide because i i suspect like certain religions and certain cultures have been heavily influenced by aliens i don't think you know they came down here and and were like predator and hunted us you know they they were giving us some sort of meaning to our lives they were they were pushing us in a direction where they gave me meaning and, and beauty, beauty of art, you know. So they came so, and shared their yeah, so I, I gen, generally I think most, probably not all, but most aliens are benevolent to us, are good to us. Yeah. Um I I hold the same belief. There are I believe that there are thousands, millions of species of aliens. Yeah. And the reason we have like the reason we assume that they're going to become violent toward us is because we're the only violent ones. Like I, I believe that we're like the ghetto of the universe. You know what I mean? Like we're the we're we're down here in Louisiana. Like we're in the Bayou yeah. here. <laughs> for some reason, where we want to fight, we have a history of wars. Um, you know, I, but I think what the human culture does, I do think we've got a sense of beauty and a sense of art and 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 good science you know i think so we've think got during, do you think they were present during the renaissance the italian renaissance i think that was probably just us but you know looking back say like ancient egypt or in south america those sort of cultures i think they're definitely influenced by aliens gotcha you know i'm i'm actually of the belief that every like freak athlete we have is actually just an alien coming down to try to inspire us even further. Like your Usain Bolts, your Fedor Emelianenko's, your Habib, whatever, however you say his last name, Nugurov. Like all, all those guys, the guys who just come in, like Michael Jordan, like when they come and just change the sport. Yeah, I think those guys are aliens. I think they come down here just to try to like, go humans, here. Here's I, think, I, think, I think we have a lot to offer as a species. I do too. I, and, I, and I think... Um, I think the fact that aliens do believe in us is why they help us. You know, if if they thought we were useless, we'd probably be on some a farm. We'd be enslaved by now, probably. We'd be slaves, exactly. Yeah. So, so I think I think they see. We would know it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think they do see a value, and they do respect us. And the way that respect is shown is they try to give us free will. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do believe there is a conspiracy. I do believe that. Um, that certain people in power, not just in America, but throughout world governments, do have had contact with aliens and they've been keeping it quiet um, 
I believe they have current contact. I believe like it's a. I, I think um, you know there was a case of Congress, and I think um, I I just hope there will be disclosure soon. To be honest with you, well, the Pentagon did release like a bunch of documents that nobody like kind of went unheard of. Like I think it was two years ago, they were like, "Yo, look, UFOs, crop circles, yeah. all that stuff, real. Here's the evidence." Bah. By the way, here's COVID money, and then just nobody talked about it. Um, so like. Yeah. They are definitely real. They are definitely out there. And that's that's wild to think about. Your childhood fantasies are genuinely confirmed. I just, yeah. I know how humans are. And I know humans love a good nickname. I think that there's a human out there who has a nickname for an alien. And it's something stupid, like Chuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, think, I think they're probably quite soft. You know, these aliens. They're probably, they're probably like, all right, let's give them microchips and stuff. They're quite soft, you know, soft-hearted, and 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 then probably the army general was like, okay, we can take advantage of these these guys and build spaceships and then be like the empire or something, you know. So I think they probably took advantage of the aliens' good nature. Um, I th- I think generally the aliens are quite probably kind, kind beings, you know, quite benevolent. Could so, be that, or it could be that we're a primate-based species, and everybody loves a good monkey. <laughs> everybody loves monkeys. Could be that. <laughs> you know, I, you gotta wonder. You know, like the typical alien with the with like the the oval head, the V-shaped head, and the massive eyes. Big do you eyes. think that that's not like any animal, right? So do you reckon they they like the eye eye? It's got big weird eyes, you know what I mean, with like a, a bigger cover than actual eyeball. Um mm. the eyeball shape is similar to like something like a fly, you know what I mean? Mm. Um and the big head, I mean I mean, you ought to see my brother. But no, like no 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 but like I don't think the the, the composite alien, like the, the gray alien that we all know in our head with the big mm. head and the big eyes, like I don't I don't think that that's actually what an alien looks like. Kind of like how no Native American tribe did the oh, 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 like that's just a Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's just somebody's idea. Like, how do we make the unknown look knowable? Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's make it look like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't believe in that type of alien at all. Uh, I believe that that's a, a Hollywood concoction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the aliens that we're actually dealing with are way cooler. And I think they're kind of like Pokemon, where like they're based on animals, but like they're fucking like crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Komodo yeah. dragon. The Isle of Komodo is home to an alien base. I know it. Komodo dragons are not of this earth. <laughs> okay, Joshua, let, let's let's close it here. We're gonna do another episode, and we'll we'll talk about psychosis. Uh, we'll talk about um, the art work that you've done. Um, and be, before we close. Can you just let me know a, a genre of music and I'll tag it on to this episode? You know, do you want me to add some electro pop or some rock music or so, you know, what, some genre? Yeah. Um, can I actually just give you a song? Well, I've, I've got a selection of non royalty. Oh, gotcha. Music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, then could you give me jazz or swing? Something yeah. like that. Okay, cool. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I think we had like quite a relaxed chat. Yeah, it was about, fun. Yeah, quite sort of relaxed chat about everything and anything. I think the next episode will delve into some of your symptoms 
um, into the psychosis um, and we'll delve a bit deeper into that. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye.